I really feel sorry for for my Mormon friends at BYU. You know, they don't drink. <laughs> you know, this game would drive you to it. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast. Bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. They'll motion him out of the backfield. That's Hefo now. Hill goes empty. Throws outside, and it's incomplete. Intercepted. Up the far sideline. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown. Touchdown. Sania Tautioli, the linebacker, was the man who intercepted that pass and returned it for a touchdown. Tautioli in the flat. Took it up the far sideline, 42 yards. Where have we seen this before, Frank? A turnover early leads to six points for Utah. What a start for the Utes. Welcome on into the Utah Man podcast. I'm Cameron. We got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And we got Scott in his nice leather pants. Why, thank you. As you can, still, as you can tell, I'm still recovering from the game. We're recording this Monday, Me too. September 12th. <laughs> I'm still pretty hoarse. I should have used it as an excuse not to go to work today. So I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk tonight. Because I'm sure everyone's just loving my new voice. It's kind of sexy. It's pretty deep. Like Barry White. You can sing some Thorough Bailey. Like, you should try. No one can do Thorough like you, Scott. There ain't no sunshine when she's gone. All right. So Utes get the victory. Oh, that was bad. The Utes get the victory over BYU 20 to 19. Ooh, we I opened think my up. heart's still recovering from it, though. Oh, that was a that was a tough game to watch. <laughs> Typical Utah game, though, right? Given a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> but six turnovers, unbelievable. Could have been more. They put the ball on the could ground more than that. Nine. John Peace was on the radio today on seven hundred and said that uh, with six turnovers, they had a seven percent chance of winning that game. Well, there's the talent difference right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally. I mean, we we kind of joke about it and talk a lot about it. The 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 difference, not only in depth, but athleticism and speed. Granted, we were at home, but to overcome, I mean, all all week long it was the Taysom and and uh, Jamal and show. Jamal show, and could you dust up these guys? And giving them six turnovers, a lot of those on short fields, and they came away. Empty. Well, their first 13 the points of a turnovers. Well, in their first six points, they didn't do much. They just, the turnovers gave them great field position just, for field goals. They just gave it to their green shoot kicker. Yeah, that was, I mean, oh, ugly. Very, that was one of the most frustrating games I've watched in a long, long time. Disappointed I was not. Ryan and I were not in attendance. Unfortunately, it that's was, why uh, that's why our voices are still good. That, that's why we still sound like Barry White and Thurl Bailey. But uh, watching it on on TV, obviously, you get a different perspective. You get the commentary, which Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson were. Man, they were wearing their BYU pajamas during that game. It's but true. Uh, at the end of the day, a win's a win, especially against your rival. So. We'll take it. Well, and Scott, you kind of bring up, you know, kind of the talent difference between the two. 
six turnovers. Utah still outgains them. 363-328. Not according to a majority of BYU fans. Yeah. They had more first downs, and they even had they even won the possess- time of possession. We really only stopped ourselves. We just couldn't get out of our own way in that game. It was every time we started moving the ball, there was an interception, there was a fumble. Or a, just, or a penalty. We just could not gain any offensive momentum. Other than the right before the half where Williams threw that great ball to Patrick, my uh, coming out player of the yeah. year, by the way. Where's he coming out from? <laughs> Breakout <laughs> player of the year. There you go. <laughs> Knew you could do it. So let's kind of talk a little bit about the turnovers. Maybe we just blame the equipment guys since it was a team-wide issue this game. <laughs> it was. Some Something bad was gloves. Up. Something was we up. We need to get new gloves. <laughs> Maybe don't sign that contract with Under Armour quite yet. <laughs> Although, what, what, okay, what was let's? I mean, let's break it out from just the running back position, just from Troy McCormick, the offense as a whole, because there's there's actually a lot of good we can take from this game, but there's also a good amount of just bad. Yeah. So what, what a pleasant surprise Zach Moss was though to come in and be the key running back in an 11-minute drive that essentially closed out the game. Yeah, he, he was a monster. And if he was in a little bit better shape, had, you know, he missed so much of spring, or excuse me, a fall camp and whatnot, uh, I think he was spent. But as he can continue to improve his conditioning, which from what, from what I understand, no media was allowed in practice today because there was a lot of conditioning going on. So a lot of... Uh, and everyone had a ball in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were uh, they were they were getting run through the I don't know the ringer the ringer they were getting run through something. So let's talk about the turnovers. They like I said, it was just weird, and I'm not sure if it was guys just pressing because it's BYU or it shouldn't be it, because it, of it that. It almost we, just felt like it was contagious. We beat them. It was five it was times contagious. prior to that. It can't be the fact it, that we're playing. They, BYU. they looked unsettled. They did. And and I get that in the first start of a game, you know, because a lot of these guys hadn't played in the rivalry. Even our, you know, more experienced guys, some juniors, had never played BYU. Um, Granted, it, it's know, a different BYU team than they've seen the last five times, too. It's, but usually that, you know, first quarter, that kind of wears off. But, man, we were still pretty shaky with the ball. But uh, Troy Williams, not the performance that I think any of us were expecting from him. It, it's it's his decision making that's lacking right now. He he throws a great ball. He throws a great ball, and he throws a great. He, and it's all usually on target. Now the, the the one down the sideline that got picked off was a great play by BYU's linebacker. But again, that's bit, probably a little bit underthrown. But still, yeah. I'll, I'm, but I'll live with that one. Yeah, you know, the first two were just bad. The one in the end zone was the was really bad. Well, because well, so you took the one le- you took at field. least three points off the board there. Not only that, but just I mean, good golly! As soon as he let that go, I knew it was picked. He just needs to. Travis had the same problem. He gets outside the pocket, trying to make something happen, and just if it's not there, just throw it away and get the three points. Here's the things I like that I saw to Troy, though. He is extending plays with his feet, and he's continuing to look downfield. Well, that the play where he intercepted through the interception in the end zone, he should have been sacked twice on that play. 
and he, he escaped. I wish he would have been sacked, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got he he's got pretty good awareness. We kind of got used to Travis taking off at every opportunity. There were a few times I kind of thought, "You got space, go, go, get that first down," you know. But he's really looking yeah. for guys to come open. Well, he's looking downfield. He's looking. You're right. He is, which is good. That's what a quarterback should do. But you still got to take those opportunities to run, and then when you do run, not fumble it. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> that's what I was just gonna say. In that one. The whole left side of the field is open, and he takes off to run, and he drops the ball. But but he bounced back. That great pass to, to Patrick in the end zone just before halftime. Great touchdown. And, you know, he had a, he had a nice third down conversion late in the game Who on that the t- final drive. Who that touchdown? That would be uh, Tim Patrick, who's, who's come out. Yeah, I mean... He, he he shows moments where you're like, yeah. that is what we need. That's the quarterback that we've been Look. missing. It's just, I guess, the consistency, which granted, it's only a second start. So hopefully he just continues to make the progress that we all expect him and to I make. And I think that's the biggest key is, I guess he had one start at Washington and then two now. So he only has three Division yeah. One games under his belt. Yeah. I it's going to take some he'll time. He'll come around. It is going to take some and time. And, you know, he even said that the game's starting to slow down for him now a little bit. And so hopefully we will see I did, I just I would just be better. curious what he saw on those, especially that first one, because it seemed like there were, I mean, there were, there were blue jerseys everywhere on that. There was one that. receiver crossing the field there and three defenders. Uh, yeah, I don't know how, what he saw either. But then again, I throw interceptions and intramurals, so I can't, uh, I can't really... Uh, <laughs> critique too much but uh one thing i do like though and it it obviously is a combination of play calling and troy's ability to throw the ball but going deep a lot more often than we've seen in the past few years well yeah we're second in the pack 12 in in play in pass plays over 30 yards oh and i troy troy said something that i loved he wants to throw the deep ball he loves it but he says i can't get greedy no, but hey, you know what? I but when it's it. a when completion it, or a pass interference call, when it comes it. to throwing deep to Tim Patrick, I say be greedy all you want because Tim Patrick, there's not many corners that can match him with his height and his speed. You put it in his vicinity, good stuff has happened. He had he caught nearly every ball that came to him. He had um, uh, on third and long the pass interference. He drew that penalty. Plus the one that wasn't called. He should have had the one in the end zone that was followed the previous long ball. We got to utilize. We, I know Travis Wilson kind of had his guys and he kind of uh, locked in on those. Whereas uh, Williams really has spread the ball around. He's finding yeah. everybody. I mean, he's finding, Moe, he's finding Handley, true freshmen. Yeah. He had Simpkins and, seven and different Josie re- Wilson. Seven different receivers on 14 completions. Yeah, so he spreads the ball around. Which I like, you know. Just don't hone in on one guy, but I would like to see us utilize Patrick because I think he's better than I thought he was. I remember thinking, ah, I, you know, every, we're all just counting on him to save the day. What has he really done to this well, point? Well, before he got hurt, he was kind of the third receiver because Drez and yeah, Scott he was. were the guys. He was, but he's completely blown away my expectations. He is. He's got great hands. He's got good speed. He's got better speed than I than I thought he had, and his height is a weapon. So, and he seems to have good hands. He 
not not any drops. But you go the, you go along the receiver receiving. This is where Guy Holiday is paying off. And I was about to say that Simpkins, true freshman from Hallandale High in uh, in Florida, he's he's making plays. He got he was the one that got drilled yeah. by uh, Kai Nakua. Was back in the game, caught a caught a nice pass late in the fourth quarter. To extend the drive, that would cut the first down. To exactly, extend the drive. you know, Singleton's finally coming on. He, you know, he's been just—he did have that ball stripped from him early by the on, injury bug. Yeah, and that was—he did have a couple catches after that. But I mean, you look across the board; we still haven't even seen Caleb Rapp. Yeah, what's going on with that? Is he hurt? Yeah, he was in street clothes. Yeah, on the sideline. And Tyrone Smith is now—I mean, he—he he got in- injured on that deep ball. We still haven't tackle. seen Corey Butler Bird. Still haven't seen Co- Corey Butler Bird. Whittingham did say that that's day to day and could change at any time. Kyle Folks. Kyle Folks is still your starting slot. Receiver. They're not utilizing him much. They're they're using a couple times they, in the end they, around they, they game. U- they utilized him on a nice little uh, flare to the sideline that would have gone for some pretty good yardage. And he dropped the ball and he dropped it. And his dad did not like me bringing that up on Twitter. Serious? Yes. He called, he called me out for for his son dropping a wide open. And I get pass. it. Hey, you know you're gonna protect your son. I got no problem with that. But I I didn't think I overstepped any line there. I'd call I just, out my I just, own son for dropping that pass. <laughs> I simply just said it was a bad drop, which I think it was. But uh, you know, teach their own. I mean, we've got a lot of guys, and so far I've been I've been impressed. I've been impressed uh, a lot. Um, it's a bummer that Smith looks like he's going to miss some time with a with a shoulder injury, but uh, we we got plenty of weapons. And if Troy can continue to progress, and and I, you know, I think this offense has a chance to be pretty dynamic. Can control those turnovers and and the, well, interceptions a turnover as well. But just hold on to the ball and don't throw interceptions. The yardage is, I mean. Moving the ball, moving the chains, just stop kicking yourself. I, I do want to get your guys' opinion. On the 11-minute drive late, you know, well, I shouldn't say late in the fourth quarter. It pretty much took up the entire fourth <laughs> quarter. That uh, on that drive, going in, you had Troy had thrown three interceptions. They just ran the ball. In doing so, they didn't allow Troy to throw the ball a whole lot. Which they, which is there okay. Were, there were 19 plays on that drive. 16 of them were running plays. Exactly. Now, you can get away with it when you're running the ball like that. Because you're going to eat up clock. You're going to wear out the defense. You're resting your own defense. That's great. But did it not seem like Travis Wilson all over again? Oh, it totally did. I mean, look at his stats. He only completed 14 passes. I'm not referring to the quarterback. I'm referring to the offense. Just the offense. No. You didn't think no, so? Well, no, I didn't. Being in the in the stadium, I didn't get that feel at all. I honestly, I think they were just doing what was working at that time. I don't think it was. It was most. How many attempts did he have? Twenty three. So he's fourteen of twenty three. Twenty three attempts isn't that many attempts. And after he threw three interceptions, I think they just said, "We got to run this ball and." And not leave him with the opportunity to throw interceptions. They and, let him throw right before halftime. Well, you know, I'm talking. I'm talking late in the game. I, I, I'm just saying though. I think they were just 
I thought A-Rod called a great game, and I didn't get that. Overall, I think he did call a great game. There were a couple of series, though, that you were just going, what What are they doing? I'm kind of mixed on A-Rod, as you know. I There's aspects I like about him. There's aspects that I'm not quite sold yet. But uh, to me, watching that game, it just seemed like they said, oh, we don't have the confidence. Let's just run the ball. Now, granted, it worked. So, you know, you can't complain about that. But it's it, 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 as I watched it, that was my that was my thought. They don't trust him anymore. That's an interesting thought. I can't tell you you're wrong. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know if I'm right. I'm just, I, saying just from, I could be way wrong. Just me watching it, I didn't get that feel. I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from. But at the same time, I think that is Winningham's mo. I think if you're if you get to that part of the game and say Troy hadn't thrown any interceptions prior to that, if you're moving the ball like they were in the running game, they're probably not going to throw it much anyway. And I kind of think maybe once they got down in field goal range, maybe they forced the run a little bit more. But I think maybe that's because they just wanted to keep the clock running. Yeah, and I get that. And you you want, especially late in the fourth quarter, you want to eat that clock, especially when you're in position to kick a field goal or score another touchdown and literally the game is over. So I agree, eat the clock, run the ball if you can. Not so much second-guessing what they did in that game, just looking forward. When we have those opportunities, the defense started keying on the run. They were kind of selling out to stop the run. In those moments, play action could be killer. Well, there's going to be times this season when we start playing UCLA and USC and Washington where we're not going to have an 11-minute drive where we can just run the ball down their throat. These teams are going to get better. You've got to be able to throw the ball. And I think we've improved in that since last season. No, I, th- I think we have too. You're seeing a lot more play action through two games. You're seeing a lot of that. And and we've, we're attacking deep, not just throwing it deep. We're actually completing it deep. And so those are all good signs, improved wide receiver play, depth at running back. You know, Williams, who I think is just going to get better each week, and hopefully this was just one of those bad games where he, uh, you know, he learns from and uh, improves. But I think the keys are there. We've got everything in place. Because we, we don't have to worry about defense as a Utah fan. There is, is nice. There is going to be a day where we do not have Kyle Whittingham or any of his blood in this program anymore. And we're going to have a coach who doesn't dedicate to defense as much. And we're not going to be able to rely on it. And I, I cringe for that day because we've become <laughs> so used to just, you don't even have to worry from year to year about the defense. They reload. We All we worried about was linebackers in well, the offseason. If Morgan Scally is the next guy in line, that'll stick around for a while. No, and, and I agree. I'm not saying it's going to leave overnight, but at some point, you know, a regime or two down the road, you could bring an offensive guy in who likes to play like Texas Tech, who doesn't care a lick about defense, and we're all going to go nuts because we're so used to just relying on this defense. And they are so good. They are. They're very good. And before, I don't mean to cut you out, but right before we go into the, talking about the defense here, there's a big a, a shout-out to our sponsor at Doubletree Suites by Hilton in Salt Lake City downtown. Uh, 110 West, 600 South. Give them a call, 801-359-7800. Or check them out online at doubletree.com. 
They'll I go for two. I would be shocked if they threw this football. Taysom Hill in the gun, empties the backfield. Hill is going to keep it, and he won't get there. He smashed at the three-yard line. The Utah defense comes up big. That's exactly what I thought they were going to do. I said I would be shocked if they threw the football. They ran Taysom Hill. I would have called the same darn thing. Play clock at 15. Taysom settles into the gun. Utes by one. BYU goes for two. Brown motions. Snap Hill. Wildcat. Taysom quarterback draw. Caught at the three-yard line. He goes down. Boy, oh boy, they had no blocking at all on that gap. So the defense, they played a lot of five defensive linemen. They played a lot of minutes. <laughs> they were on the field a lot. <laughs> they got put in some tough spots. They came up big. And it didn't phase them. Every year, week after week, they just belled. Quite frankly, they belled the offense out just like they did Saturday. And the thing I love about this team, and I mean it's year after year when they bell the offense out, there's no finger pointing. Nope. You don't see it on the sidelines. You don't hear anyone talking about it um, in the locker room or whatnot. Because that can happen on oh, teams. Yeah. I think it, it this team's really taken on the MO of Kyle Winningham. And this defense is just phenomenal. The defensive line is so deep and so good. Uh, I mean... Jamal Williams came into this game expecting, I think, to to run all over us. Like well, he, he even said Arizona. two weeks before the game that they were going to come up and win. Yeah, I mean, he, and obviously he didn't play much in the second half because of an injury, but they didn't utilize him. I don't know what their game plan was, but even when he was he- healthy early on in the game, he only carried it 12 times. 58 yards. So... Our streak continues of keeping running backs under 100 yards. and Well, I mean, talking about the defense and what they were going up against, six turnovers. If, if Mangum is BYU's quarterback, do we still win that game? That's a tough one. I say no. I don't. We barely uh, won hard. as is. And Yeah, but two of, two, look, two of their scores came off of Taysom Hill's scrambling ability. He ran them in for touchdowns. Now, no. Mangum's not going to do that. I agree. I agree. But look at this. There's all this hype around Taysom. Don't get me wrong. I like the guy. To me, he's like Jimmer. I really liked Jimmer. He wasn't a, he wasn't a punk. He was just really good. He played for the wrong team. <laughs> Taysom is like that. He's an incredible athlete. He's a world-class athlete. But he's not that great of a quarterback. He was 22 of 41. He threw the ball 41 times and only threw it 185 yards. That's not good. If Mangum is back there, he's a much better passer. And some of those throws, he probably doesn't, well, I can't say he wouldn't throw the pick six because he did three of them in the Vegas Bowl. But uh, he's a lot more accurate. And I think he could have made us pay more than than Taysen did by the end of the day very well could have that's you know that's their deal but well, it all uh, comes back they have a high school coach calling their offense <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i mean it's really interesting the the run defense was great 
we we did miss Fitz, Kylie Fitz, who uh, some some sort of an ankle or foot injury. It's kind of unknown. Who knows how long? Although Whittingham did say today that it is not season ending. He wouldn't elaborate anything more than that. So he put he put out a tweet tonight. Kylie Fitz says, sometimes God works in crazy ways and it's hard to understand what he's trying to do, but my faith will remain strong in his plan for my life. I mean, it, to me, that that's almost saying he's done. Yeah, I I mean, I think we would have heard whether he's done, but it, it probably at least means we're not going to see him for a few weeks, several weeks. Um, which is which is too bad. Pitati, he got upfield quick, time after time in that game. He just could not. He just couldn't get a hold of Taysom. Um, and I think a lot of credit needs to go to Taysom. He's he's pretty good in the pocket, and he's quick, and he's strong, and he's fast, and so it's not an easy guy to take down. But uh, overall, I thought the defensive line played well. Both linebackers played well too. I mean, obviously. Well, Tatioli. Tatioli had Pac-12 player, defensive player of the week, two interceptions, one for a touchdown. And Cody Barton's Barton. looking really good. I mean, he almost had that interception late in the game, too, that diving, uh, knocked the yeah. ball down. Well, uh, and, and uh, Kavika Lata Lasanga, you know, he was the uh, the four-star JC linebacker who was supposed to come in and be handed the starting position from day one. We're not even seeing him on the field. No. And I, I think that goes to show what Cody and, and Tatioli have done to to solidify their jobs in that defense. And so far, two weeks in, they produced extremely well. And um, the backfield is, I mean, yeah, still, receivers still haven't seen Domo. No, but Alan, Brian Allen's, Allen's been Allen's solid. Doing a decent job. According to Whittingham, uh, Reggie Porter. Reggie Porter had his best game in the Utah uniform. And Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams, we know. Chase Hansen. Been a little... His name's not popping yeah, up as we haven't absent. some standout plays, but... I mean, he hasn't been blowing stuff, no. but uh, he definitely just hasn't been making, I think, the impact that we all thought would happen overnight. But uh, but he's been solid, so, I mean, you can't complain about this defense. What they do week in and week out, um, it's going to be awful what they do to San Jose State. On Saturday night. Obviously, because we weren't at the game, we had the ability to see some replays on TV. And there were there were a couple of times where the defense looked a little confused on where they were supposed to line up. There were a couple of times where BYU's receivers ran open. Obviously, Taysom on one of them. The DB fell down. Taysom didn't throw to that guy, luckily. And another one, the tight end, was wide open and dropped the ball. But... Uh, other, I mean, other than a couple of times here or there, the defense has just played lights out. And you got to give credit to to Morgan Scally. I mean, first year as a defensive coordinator, calling games, and uh, I think he's done great. Well, and and I mean, obviously to an extent, he's just carrying on what's been done. But he's he's brought he you know he's implemented this uh, five man five man front. And what they're able to do out of it, and the mul- multiple packages that they run through it. But the defense, I like it. We didn't see that last drive um, where BYU marched down the field and scored. We didn't go into a prevent. They didn't. They did march down and obviously scored the touchdown. But he was aggressive. 
he was blitzing. He was bringing guys. The problem is we just, on a few of those, a few of the blitzes, we couldn't get to him. Or when we got to him, we just missed him. And full credit to Taysom Hill on that. You've got yeah. to give credit to Taysom Hill. Some of the other quarterbacks we'll see in the Pac-12 are not that mobile, and those blitzes will work. They will. But I do think one critique is we could see the defense tackle a little bit better. Because we saw the same thing against SUU, who does not have Taysom, where guys were had opportunities for sacks and were literally running right by. And, you know... Again, I think that's just breaking yourself down a little bit and, and, and being a little more fundamental, fundamentally sound. But, again, I'm not going to sit here and critique. those. What they're doing is amazing. It's fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they're going to they're gonna keep us in every ball game this year. Yeah. If we can throw, if we can have six turnovers and still win a game, we're not going to do that again. We're not. So the defense will keep us in every game, just like we've seen the last three years. And if the offense continues to elevate like we think and hope and it should, we're going undefeated. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Get on the bandwagon Break now. Break out the green jacket for <laughs> Troy Williams now. Here it comes. Da, na, 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 na. All right, so I think we can kind of put a bow on that BYU game. It was ugly. It was intense. It gave me heartburn and I lost my voice. But heck, six never felt so good. Now we play another another team on the same level of competition in San Jose State. <laughs> another mid major. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so San Jose State Spartans come in one and one. Uh they beat Portland State. I believe is in the same conference as Weber uh, this past weekend, 66 to 35. 66 points, huh? But I think San Jose State is exactly what the Utes needed. They have given up 80 points in two games. So they are not what we would call very good defensively. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to get uh, um, Troy Williams in a rhythm. Hit some big plays, score some points, and then hit the bench, Hopefully. and let uh, and let uh, Huntley come in and get some get some experience. And <laughs> I hope that's the case because we all thought that it should SUU. happen after the first <laughs> half of the SUU game. Yeah. So they lost to Tulsa in their first game, forty-five to ten, and then uh, I just said they beat Portland State sixty-six thirty-five. Shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be too much of a contest. You twin. That's my prediction. So San Jose State, uh, San Jose State, their quarterback Potter went fourteen of twenty for two hundred thirty-three yards and three touchdowns in the air and two on the ground. All indications: sixty-six points, and he only threw twenty-two times. Twenty times, twenty times. They yeah. they re- they had a lot of rushing yards. So I mean, I I don't I, I they can they can score, but they can't stop anybody. Unless we stop ourselves. And I, they're not going to run like that against us. It really... I know people are, are people are talking about this as potentially being a trap game. I don't see it. I'll just throw this out there. They did force six turnovers against Portland State. Okay. We could have Travis Wilson come back, play left-handed, <laughs> and probably score 40 on these guys. <laughs> 
These guys are these guys are not as good as SUU. How about Lance Rice? I'll raise you T D. Darnell Arsenault. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we we're all we're aging ourselves right here on the podcast. I was in elementary school and all these guys played. Oh, anyway. shut up! So whatever. Are we all saying Utah wins? Yeah, running away. So before we give our score for the Utah game and our picks for the Pac-12 games, uh, we're going to do a segment each week of Utes in the NFL. This week's Ute in the NFL. Ryan, who's the Ute for the spotlight this week? It's our good old friend Alex Smith. His stat line was pretty outstanding as he came back from a 21-point deficit to put it in overtime and win. He was 34 of 48 for 363 yards and two touchdowns. He did have one interception and a QB rating of 97.8. He also carried the ball four times for 15 yards. I think he ran it in for the... Winning touchdown. Oh, he did, have, he touchdown. did have the OT touchdown. It was the right. old Utah option. Option. Option right. So that's this week's Ute in the NFL. All right. So we're all guessing Utah's going to win, but let's dive in, do our score. Vegas right now has it as a 13-point spread for Utah. Ryan, what's your score? I'm going to pick the Utes. To score a few more points this week, I'm going to go 38 to 14. Scott? All right, I got the Utes. I think they're going to put up at least 44 on the board. I'm going to go 44-17. I have Utah 33, San Jose State 10. Dude, have some confidence in our offense. I think <laughs> once they get up, they're going to kind of pull their I hate you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then our three pack negative Nancy over there. Jeez, our three Pac-12 games <laughs> we're going to be picking this week is Colorado at Michigan, UCLA at BYU, and USC at Stanford. So Ryan, you're starting us off. Colorado at Michigan. Michigan's a twenty-point favorite. I'd love to see Colorado go in there and beat him, but. It's not going to happen. Go with Michigan. Scott? Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, Colorado, they haven't played anybody yet, but they do have the number one defense in the country as of right now. And they've, they've, been, they've been showing a lot. Just do it. But the fact Just that it's at it. Michigan. In the big house. In the Harboster. I don't know, man. I'm going to go with the upset. Colorado. Wow. He just lost the season right there. And I'm going Michigan big. <laughs> what? Number four team in the country. My, my lead's so big, I can afford, I can afford oh, some shush. of these. It's tied going into this week. Well, just because I'm the reigning champ, don't you get like 10 free points yeah. off of that? Nope. So the UCLA Bruins are going down to Provo. Uh, it started out as a one, one point spread for UCLA. It's moved to three. For UCLA, Ryan, who do you got? BYU's defense is better than I thought it would. They were going to be. Uh, obviously, Sataki's got his hand on that from the get-go, but uh, I still think with BYU's inability to score points, I'm going to go with UCLA. Yeah, I UCLA. 
just continues to amaze me how they underperform year in and year out, especially even with the quarterback that they've got. But the fact that BYU, they've scored three offensive touchdowns in two games. So. And they are the only team in Division One football that does not have a passing play over 20 yards. I don't even think they – Taysom hasn't even thrown a touchdown this year. So I'm going to go – I think it will be a good game, but I do think UCLA will pull it out. This is going to hurt me. You say this every time. <laughs> trying to sell us and then you fake us out. No. I think BYU wins. Oh, what? I don't like UCLA. Well, I don't either. I was but... high on them to start the year, and this, the last two weeks, I'm just not feeling it. BYU Kalani's is coming off Kalani's won you over, hasn't he? He's a great mascot. You're, you're all, a great cheerleader. <laughs> you're all greased up for Kalani. So when they have their cheerleader as their head coach, things can happen. Magic happens, to be honest. So I think I think BYU pulls the upset. Wow. Both of you have some non... Well, some of us just don't... Some of us actually get off of off the fence once in a while. What are you talking about? The, off the fence? Just because I picked the favorites? Bingo. <laughs> Let's talk about Stanford. So USC at Stanford to finish us up, where the Cardinals are... Eight and a half point favorites. Ryan? I could be a good game, but I think I'm going to go with Stanford and McCaffrey having a big game. <laughs> Breaking news. Ryan picks the favorite. <laughs> we, we, shouldn't Current let affair. Him, we shouldn't let him pick. We should just write in the favorites each week oh, for him. stop. To save us some time. Scott, who do you got? If I win, I'm coming back to this episode. I thought the bird was a quiet bird. Oh, Scott, who are you going with? Hey, I'm going with Stanford as well. Oh, shut up! (laughs) I picked Colorado, so eat it. Well, that was dumb of you. (laughs) All right. So USC, very interesting. First week get roll by Alabama. Lane Kiffin. And then the next week, this past weekend, just smash Utah State. But Stanford didn't play this past week. They've had two weeks to get prepared for this game. But I'm taking Stanford because of that. Oh, and there we go. All of us picked the favorite, but well, pick on me. Well, at least he's bitter tonight. At least we went on a limb and actually made educated guess. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, let's come back next week and see how that limb just broke on both of you. We'll find out. We'll find out, front runner. That's right, the front runner. I'll be leading after this this week. All right, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find him at whoever, cheering for whatever team's on top. <laughs> Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. Thank you. Scott, where can people find you on Twitter? All right, you can find me at uh, Uteman underscore forever. And you can follow me and this podcast at Utah Man Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll find us and at our home at utahmanpodcast.com. Go Utes! We'll be till I die, Go Utes! Well, good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.
Hey how guys, do I, how do I find my tweets? Only go to your profile. <laughs> go to your tweets. Hey, peace. Do we need to show you how to use Twitter? Apparently. <laughs> What's um, up with every white boy that goes to BYU has to get these that weird haircut? <laughs> they're all they're all cloned. I swear they're all the same person. <laughs> all right, last game USC at Stanford. The trees. Or no, they're the Cardinals the trees. <laughs> I was thinking of their helmets. <laughs> the Stanford trees. Okay, outtake. All right. Our, our last game. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Stanford? <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of speaking uh, of JC JC softball atmospheres. I I had a funny joke I was gonna say today <laughs> and I forgot to say it. Oh <laughs> I know. Disappoints me. Bring a it now. I was going to say something like, because you brought up, like, our defense needed rest. And I was going to say, yeah, they're getting pretty shaky out there, like Hillary Clinton. Whoa, that is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That that is hilarious. (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) You're a real comedian. (laughs) 